of the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. As always, I am your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan. You've reached the podcast talking exclusively superhero based animation. Thank you for joining us and welcome to episode 63. Before we get into this week's topic, I'm going to briefly explain the rules like I do every week. Superhero animation, I said it once, I said it twice, don't make me say it again. Rule number two, big fan of the old team-up books, Marvel team-up, DC Comics presents Brave and the Bold. So it's a team-up podcast. Every week, me and a special guest teaming up, talking comic book animation, rule number three. And most important, we got to have fun. Like I said, this is episode 63. It's going to be one of those rare episodes where Matt Spectro is stepping out of his comfort zone. We don't talk manga and anime very often, but we're going to do it this week. And to help me out, he's returning to the multiverse. He is the youngest guest in the history of the show. Welcome back, my manga anime expert, Alex. Thank you for having me back on. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's been a while. I have done an anime episode in your absence, though. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. I did not know. What uh, what anime did you do without me? Yeah, my niece came back on the show, and uh, we did Sailor Moon. Which is <laughs> pretty girly anime. I'm not <laughs> in that one. It's something. It was, uh, it, it, <laughs> it was a mix of girly, but with some very vintage anime-type <laughs> stuff. Uh, I don't know why the girls in anime seem to always tend to have a really high voice there's there's never any like deep voiced women in anime oh yeah they oh even like some of the japanese voice acting they some of the guys they have girls <laughs> play them and so some of like goku's original voice actor super high pitched which i think is really funny so uh, anyone who knows me listens to the show i have nothing against anime and manga but it's not my wheelhouse so that's why i bring in a expert so we decided, uh, last time you were on, we did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We decided to do something else. And uh, I got to say, when it comes to uh, anime and manga, when I know nothing about it, sometimes they have the stupidest sounding names. And <laughs> I don't know what to think. I mean, Cow- Cowboy Bebop, Chainsaw Man, <laughs> Sailor Moon, I think is kind of a weird name. This, what we're going to talk about today, definitely no exception. Today... We're going to talk One Punch Man. Now, uh, I got to admit, I've heard a lot about this online, even though I've never seen it before. And you picked this one. Uh, Tell us, uh, is this hardcore fan, casual fan? uh, Where does One Punch Man rank in your opinion? I would say One Punch Man is definitely a good casual like starter anime. Um, It's like a good comedy the uh, really good action scenes kind of falls off in the second season a little bit, but definitely a very fun anime to watch and start out with. Well, what surprised me from the research and what I looked into, uh, 
this is like it's in a manga way, but it's it's a superhero. Like he even has like a superhero costume, which I haven't stumbled too much. I'm sure there is because there's so much out there, but I haven't personally stumbled across a whole lot of actual superheroes in the manga anime universe. Yeah, there's not there's not a ton. Um, there's like My Hero Academia, which is all about heroes. Um, this is set in like a world full of like heroes and everything's kind of based around heroes. Um, but there's not a ton of anime and manga set kind of in that world. Like Chainsaw Man, he wants to be a hero, but he's technically not a hero. But it's definitely a bit of more of a rare setting in anime and manga, for sure. And I, I guess I'd kind of consider uh, the Sailor Moon, that crew, superheroes. But they're more in the vein of the Power Rangers or uh, or Voltron or something like that to me than this is more of a suit. Now, are you a fan of both One Punch Man, the, the manga, and the anime or just one or the other? Uh, I like both of them. Uh, right now, I'm currently getting the manga i only have six volumes so it's i'm not caught up completely with the anime but it's very some. it's basically the same storyline wise and uh when we talked last it hasn't changed uh still uh <laughs> still really dominating the the comic book graphic novel field really is manga is really still <laughs> has not declined in popularity still pretty much carrying the industry on its back I mean, if you took manga out of the comic sales, I, I would say comics and graphic novels just would not look like they're doing very well. Manga, I feel like, is definitely just much easier to get into, at least in my opinion. I find it a bit harder to get into comic books just because there's so many different stories made by so many different authors, whereas with manga, it's just start from volume one. Well, also, I've noticed with manga, a lot of times, it's the same person who's doing the story. So uh, comic books, like... You got the creator, but after a while they leave, then a new creative team and a new creative team and a new creative team. So the direction tends to be all over the place and sometimes it doesn't match up. But a lot of times, what I've seen with manga anyway, maybe you can either dispute this or agree with me, it seems like the creators stay on it for a long time, so the vision doesn't really... The waters don't get muddled, as they say. Yeah, like most manga, it has the the author stays through until their vision's over with their story and like how they want to tell it. But... There is, has been a lot of uh, authors in manga that die at a younger age, unfortunately. So that's that'll sometimes happen. And then so people try to stay as true to the vision as possible. But mostly the original author stays throughout the whole story. Well, like I said, the subject today, one punch man. Now, uh, looking into this, uh, it was first published as a web comic back in 2009. How old were you even in 2009? Uh, I was I would be probably two because I wasn't born until December. So. <laughs> now, it was created by, and apparently the person's name is One. All goes by One. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought that was a little strange, but uh, all right. It was a webcomic till about uh, 2012 where it uh, got kind of, relaunched revamp if you will where uh, it was still one but uh artist yasuki murata uh, i believe is how you say that came on uh and started doing the manga as well and apparently uh the webcomic has had 7.9 million hits and according to my research the comic book has sold over 30 million copies that is crazy 
Yeah, it's super popular. If you ever want to have a good time, though, you should definitely go look at the webcomic because one's art is it's not very good because he's not an art artist, but he put together an amazing story. But his art is just very funny because it's just he tries his best, but it's just it's not on the level of his artist that he is right now. It was published by uh, Shuisha, I think is how you say it. I could be wrong about that. Now, do you feel when Yasuki came on and they collaborated that it uh, really made a difference or uh, was it pretty much the same? So one was still making the storyline. So the storyline was the same. And he kind of just gave it like, I'm pretty sure he just would give storyboards for uh, Murata to do the art. But the art is so high quality. Like for the fight scenes, just like general scenes, it's such a good improvement. Now, apparently, if uh, it it's still running currently, uh, it's still going. That's uh, that's impressive. That's a good uh, what thirteen years. Mm-hmm. So, like everything, eventually got adapted into animation. Now, is there any manga comics that don't get turned into anime? That's the question. There's a there a lot of anime definitely does get turned into. Um, a lot of manga gets turned into anime but the anime isn't always up to par with the manga there's a lot of really bad anime out there <laughs> like the berserk is an amazing series but the oh the the anime is so bad it's terrible <laughs> so uh around 2014 uh madhouse productions decided they were going to start producing one punch man the anime originally aired on uh, tv tokyo and then when it got dubbed into English, uh, Animax Asia and Toonami is where it premiered here in uh, in America. And we're going to go back to, well, the I watched the English dub version. I don't know if uh, you did or you watched the subtitles. I rewatched it in English. The original air date of the Japanese one was October 4th, 2015. It uh, aired originally in America, July 17, 2016. We're going to be watching episode one, The Strongest Man. Now, I have not seen that, so we're going to be watching this in a minute. It's directed by uh, Shingo Nasumi, written by, uh, here we go, Tomoa Suzuki. Without giving it away too much, because we're going to be watching it in a minute. How do you think it does it do justice to the, uh, the original comic book? It does it justice. So this episode one just covers the first four chapters of the manga. And the first four chapters, the anime is very accurate to the manga. Uh, so like I said, the episode, The Strongest Man, now One Punch Man. Well, even though I wa- uh, we're going to watch the, the dub, Makoto Furukawa, <laughs> I believe, is uh, this does the voice of uh, One Punch Man. How do you uh, pronounce... Uh, his secret, I guess, his secret identity, you'd call it? Uh, you, you pronounce it Saitama. Saitama, that's what I thought it was. Um, so uh, he, uh, Makado, has, uh, he's done, I looked him up, and he's done anime, like almost every anime, from One Piece to My Hero Academia, like pretty much everything I could find, he's done voice acting for. Uh, generally, I, from what I see, even in like English and Japanese voice acting, People who do anime generally stay in the anime, so you can recognize their voices pretty easily. And the English dub, he's voiced by a uh, Max Middleman. Middleman. Now, Max, who does the English dub, he's done a ton of... And that's another thing. If if you've dubbed 
one anime in English. It seems like you do that all the time. I don't know if maybe these guys are familiar with Japanese, so they're better at you know translating it or you know having it go from one language to another. But a lot of the same people I've noticed when I do these, they do a lot of English dubs of uh, anime. Yeah, it's definitely very noticeable if you watch a lot of anime in English. Uh, it's very it, there's a lot of like I forgot who voices All Might in my Hero Academia, but I feel like I hear him in everything. He is uh, not only that, but he's also done a lot of voice acting in America. He was on the the What If cartoon. He uh, was Lion-O on the Thundercats Roar cartoon. He's been on Be Cool Scooby-Doo. He's done some of the uh, Marvel stuff. So he's uh, not only uh, done a lot of dubbing for uh, anime, he's also done a lot of uh, American voice acting as well. Really, he's the only voice I'm going to go over because I'm looking into the episode, and uh, when I, I looked it up, did some background uh he seems to be the only one who has any real uh, real amount of dialogue of this entire cartoon. So I'm just curious if uh, if there's going to be a lack of characters or just not a lot of talking on this episode. Just this episode, there's not a lot of talking. It definitely, there's a lot more characters once we get later on to the show. All right. So on that note, we are going to watch One Punch Man episode, The Strongest Man. And we're going to talk about it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. How many of you plan at raising them? Long last. I will surpass my sister. Here comes dinner. I always do what I want. I've worked every job from assassin to in terms of somewhere. If you're worthy, to unless you want to include. Let's begin our investigation. Why aren't you running at the sight of your own person? I wonder if this will help out. I will know. You and me. Let me show you that. Maybe you don't have a... Who'd like a big air? Well fought. Stop by my dojos. What? I can't fall here. I will remain. Now I am certain. Give stimulation to my existence. That is why I am here. Killer move. Serious series. Serious punch. One Punch Man. A hero nobody knows. Now, what do you say we watch a little video clip? Actually, I don't have any idea what this thing is. Let's see if it works like this. <laughs> yep, guess it does. Yeah. Traditionally, Labor Day is a time to relax, kick back, and watch people get punched in the face. Tsunami's running the first seven One Punch Man episodes back to back to back. Put some pants on. Get caught up with the One Punch Man Labor Day Marathon. A forfeit fight me! I'm right here. Next Saturday, starting at 11.30. Bring it on! Only Tsunami on Adult Swim. 
Master! Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice. And we are back. And we just watched One Punch Man, The Strongest Man. <laughs> and I gotta say, uh, we just heard it. Theme song, like most anime I've watched, just incredible. Loved it. I absolutely love that theme song. That, I really like that one too. It, it has, it, I feel like it encapsulates just the whole like vibe of Saitama so well. Like, I, I don't know, man. Every, uh, even the Sailor Moon, all the anime I've watched on the show, like, I, the themes get me super pumped, even if I know nothing about the show. But, uh, I gotta say, like most anime I watch, it's, uh, a combo of, uh, of really good writing with some batshit crazy stuff. <laughs> I will say this. I'm going to get a little bit more to this in the end of my review, but, uh, I liked the animation style of this. It seemed more unique to me. One of my issues I've always had with anime, sometimes it seems like the same, but there's something about the animation style. I can't put my finger on this that, uh, it stood out to me as a little bit more unique than the usual anime. I think one punch man definitely takes more pride in like making the character design of their characters look more unique. So I think that definitely helps it stand out in like the sea of similar looking animes. I will say his uh, costume well, it doesn't look like a, a lot of, uh, they didn't stay up all night coming up with the costume design. I'll say they may not have, but I could recognize that anyway. <laughs> so we open in a city in Japan with a huge explosion, like, Looks like half the city is just getting annihilated right off the bat. And we get a giant naked blue man with antennas who's just creating all kinds of havoc. I mean, this got crazy destruction. And uh, they says that the hero association was determining the threat level. I only watched the one episode. Is there some sort of, is that a super team or is that like a, so basically the, the superior association, I think I said that right. If I, I'm not remembering it off the top of my head. I know you just said it, but it basically gives you, it, they're the company that kind of makes it so you can be a superhero. So um, like they class their superheroes based on like strength, recognizability, just stuff. Yeah. It basically just ranks the superheroes and then they like, they give it like threat levels and then they can dispatch the heroes to go face the villain. And this, uh, villain, he kind of looks like if you've ever seen the movie, well, you're way young for the movie legend, but, uh, if you've ever seen the movie legend, if, if darkness in the movie legend was blue and instead of horns, he had antennas, this is what this guy looked like. Vaccine man, I believe is his name. Yeah. Honestly, I thought he just looked like a weird looking piccolo before he transforms. <laughs> But uh, you think Vaccine Man almost sounds like he should be the good guy. <laughs> but uh, this guy is definitely not. In fact, he tries to in the next scene. He tries to like, he tries to kill a little girl. Like his hand's big enough that he could crush her. But uh, one punch man there is saves the day and saves this little girl. So he's uh, very fast. Um, if you've never seen it, he's his costume is yellow, kind of baggy with a, with a cape and belt. And he's uh, completely bald. And uh, he says that he's a a guy who's just a hero for fun, which uh, <laughs> Vaccine Man says, what kind of half-assed backstory <laughs> is that? It's it, Honestly, 
it's the only way that you can really sum up Saitama. Like his backstory, that's the only way you can put it, is that he's just a, a guy who became a hero for fun. There's Which, doesn't have like a super deep backstory. Vaccine Man says that his backstory is way better. <laughs> you can't really deny that. One Punch Man doesn't really have much to offer backstory-wise, but the rest so, of the story is definitely much, much more interesting. He introduces himself as Vaccine Man, say how he's working on behalf of the Earth, where he's gonna, he's gonna pretty much wipe out this uh, infection known as humanity. So I guess like the Vaccine Man now, that name kind of makes sense. But in mid sentence. One Punch Man takes him out with, you guessed it, One Punch. So it's not just a clever name. <laughs> Surprisingly, most of the anime, it stays true to that. There's not very many villains that can go toe-to-toe with Saitama. Yeah, right after he punches him, we go into that theme song, the opening credits, and goddamn, like, I know I said already, but that theme song is tremendous. It gets you so just pumped and ready for the whole episode. So we come back from the... The credits, and uh, the first thing we get is a uh, half man, half crab hanging around in his underwear. <laughs> I got to mention the the detail of the leg hair when you get the close up of like going up to the crab crab part of him, and then like throughout the rest of just the scenes with a minute, you can cut, sometimes see the leg hair, and it's just really funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> now, if you thought this cartoon was weird, <laughs> it just I give him credit. They they just go balls in and uh, they don't hold back and it, it's just you it, it sounds like nonsense but it works but it's just it's just it's i, I it's, it's 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 insanity in a, in a genius anime way i guess how i describe it he says that his origin is a uh, he ate too much crab so he turned into this now i don't know you thought being a hero with fun was a half-assed backstory. This guy <laughs> ate too much crab and turned into a half-man, half-crab. And this is, he's talking to Saitama, correct? Yep. I said, all right, I said that right, who uh, has hair at this point. And he says, how come you're not running? You should be crapping in your pants. <laughs> now, I really want to know if that's the direct Japanese to English translation of what was said. So my, I haven't watched the anime in in Japanese, and I have the manga obviously in English because I can't read Japanese, so I don't know. But I generally they try to keep it as close as possible. So I would assume, I would assume that's what that what that is in Japanese too. But he explains that uh, he's not running because uh, he's unemployed. He got turned down for a job, and he just isn't in the mood to run. And the crab man leaves him alone because. He says her eyes are just like his, cold and lifeless, and uh, he's got a bigger fish to fry because he's going after a a big chin brat. Direct quote from uh, the Crab Man. Um, in the manga, it actually says a brat with a cleft chin, which I don't really know <laughs> what cleft means, but it sounds funny. So, and right off the bat, we get a kid uh, <laughs> who has a big chin. Um, it looks like a ball sack, basically. I, th- <laughs> I, I think looks, I think you're understating it a little bit. Like, it looks like a giant ball sack, if we're being honest. Like, it's massive. It is massive. I was like watching this, and I was like, what the? <laughs> what is going on? In fact, the ball chin guy says, uh, what are you looking at? <laughs> 
And, um, and mind you, this is supposed to be like an eight-year-old kid, too. <laughs> so I don't want to know what he looks like when he's older. He said that... Uh, <laughs> he says that... He even says that the kid is weird-looking. And he says that uh, he drew nipples on the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> on the lobster's chest. And uh, he says he's going to kill this kid because uh, he's killed uh, people for a lot less, he says. Because he, he drew nipples on my manly chest with permanent marker that I can't wipe out because I have claws and not hands. This is <laughs> probably one of my favorite villains in One Punch Man. I, I can't lie. <laughs> this, this little brat... Drew a, a nipples and permanent marker, and he's gonna get a death sentence for that. <laughs> he's even laughing. Uh, I should say, One Punch Man is actually laughing because the crab looks like a villain from a cartoon he uh, used to watch. Now, is that a reference to anything, or is that just a random comment? I think it's just a random comment from what I've like seen. I haven't seen anything that it would be a reference to. I could be completely wrong and just haven't looked in the right spots or just the right places. But for my, I know I think it's just a one-off sentence. The crab like smacks him and sends him flying, which uh, breaks out into a fight, which, um, (laughs) he, he, with his tie, Wraps it around one of the crabs and rips his eye right out of his head. And we get this ridiculously gratuitous scene of just crab pus shooting out of his eyeball. And can I just comment on the fact of like how much meat is connected to that eye? Like it's <laughs> it's like the amount of intestines in like a human. Like in it's giant and it's just like it's so over the top, and that's why I just love this anime. So not only does he have a uh, Apparently, he can fly. His one punch is devastating. He's also really fast. Hell of a fighter. I, I wouldn't say he's invulnerable, but he definitely can uh, can uh, take a beating. Yeah, that's for sure. He can't fly, though. I'll correct you on that. He cannot fly. Oh, okay. It appeared like he flied in a couple of scenes. Maybe he was just moving really fast. Yeah, he's really fast, and he oh, can okay. jump high. He's just like a. He's basically just like a an enhanced human. He's, gotcha. the, he's not like crazy or anything. So he's like the original uh, Superman who can leap tall buildings. Yeah. Super, Superman originally couldn't fly. Sorry. The way it appeared in the, I, I apologize. Uh, I'm no expert. So don't, don't, uh, don't blast me. Don't blast me in the comments. <laughs> it, it looked like he was flying, but he just was moving really fast. It's okay. Literally in the next episode, they, the, there's a joke about it. A character is like, oh, I thought you could fly. But they, they just run everywhere. And he explains that was three years ago and he trained to be a hero trained so hard he went bald that is true. i want i want to find out what this training consisted of because i've never heard of anyone training to the point of baldness uh, just watch two more episodes you'll find out exactly <laughs> what his, tra- his training regimen <laughs> and then you can go bald if you'd like <laughs> he uh he wanted to be a hero for fun but now he feels his life is uh empty and meaningless and you get a great issue uh great issue Great scene of him just doing his grocery shopping, trying to pull out his change purse and uh, pay, pay for everything. I don't. Okay, this is going to be like a huge spoiler. Uh, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, one of the fights later on, he gets serious and like when he gets serious, his moves become called what are called like the serious punch and kick and all that. And yeah. he does it because he missed a sale 
or he almost missed his tail because of um, because of the villain's interference. And I just I love it because Saitama is just like a normal guy. Like he's not like a super rich superior. He's basically just like a just an average dude who just happens to be super strong. Yeah, they didn't get huge into his life story or backstory, but uh, he's not the millionaire playboy like Batman or anything. He just pretty much regular guy. Kind of more like a Peter Parker, I guess. Honestly, he's, yeah, he's, I would say he's probably just lower class. He's not even like middle class. Like later on, he just lives in the abandoned part of the city because there's no rent and monsters apparently pop up there, which I think is funny. Well, all of a sudden there's a giant, uh, a giant monster just wreaks havoc on the grocery store, pretty much destroying it, which, uh, and this is like, if you <laughs> picture a man like twice, maybe three times the size of Godzilla. <laughs> and all I could think of at this point was why is anybody in this city? At this point, we've seen two different heroes. I mean, two different villains, like completely trash a huge part of the city. The whole anime is just constant, just villains coming in, destroying the cities. And there's multiple cities. I think there's like, I want to say there's four to six of them. And basically constantly, they're always getting destroyed by some sort of monster or villain. And um, we find out this is, uh, I believe his name was Biceps King. Is that the name of this uh, this villain? I don't, I don't know because in the manga, they only tell me the actual names of the brothers. Well, let's share with, the, share with our listening audience the brothers' names at least. So our, the scientist brother who makes the, the steroid to transform his, bro- his brother into the giant man is named Fukugo. And then the the brother who gets transformed is named Maru Gori. Bicep Kings could be the name of the steroid he invented because uh, it did get brought up while he's talking about that. Oh, yeah. I, the the quote here is, at last I've completed the ultimate steroid, Bicep King. Or Biceps King. <laughs> that would sell, I would imagine, if you didn't call it like st- anabolic steroids or uh, and you called it Biceps Kings. I think people would buy it. But uh, yeah, because you find out with the the other brother, his goal was to be the strongest man in the world, and he was doing everything he could to work out. Um, and then when he gave him that steroid, that steroid is even strawberry flavored uh, to make it go down easier. A detail that I really can't fathom why that had to be included. <laughs> it's always the little details like that that always get me in this because it's just like they add stupid stuff on just and it just it always cracks me. And you see that not only is he giant, but his brother is 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 riding on his shoulder, who's still small. And this guy is just loving the amount of pain and destruction and death that his brother is calling. Like he is overjoyed. He's like a kid at Christmas. In fact, he looks down laughing, like, well done, thousands have perished. Ha ha ha. He's just, I don't even know why, like, we get no backstory on him. So, like, we I don't know why he's so excited to see the whole city destroyed, but I think that makes it even better. And I don't know if the whole series goes like this, but the basic theme of this cartoon, I'm going to spoil ahead, is One Punch Man, he's kind of bored, villain shows up, <laughs> wreaks havoc, he beats him, end of story, another villain, <laughs> wash, rinse, rip, repeat. Yeah, basically we get on on that track for a little while, but sometimes we kind of get away from Saitama to focus on other characters or the other characters, just so we it's not just Saitama 
constantly kicking ass and just destroying every minor jobber villain they throw at him. So then the brother realizes that one punch man is standing on the other shoulder of his massive brother. And uh, he tells him, uh, kill the man on your shoulder. Fortunately, he was not specific. (laughs) So his brother kills him, just smacks him like he's a fly on his shoulder. And he splats him right into his hand. I think it's funny that the the giant brother just has like a, a complete breakdown because of that. Oh yeah, he has a giant. He like throws one punch man through a building. He's like, like yeah, and then like, like starts a, beating him into the ground, and like the pit's <laughs> huge, and he just he's like beating him, and like and it's like a montage of super speed punches. <laughs> he's just destroying him, and then one punch man just jumps out, and like nothing happened. He's uh, all he wanted was to be the strongest man, but now he feels empty. And then Punch Man just comes straight up, bam, knocks him cold with a big, you guessed it, one punch. After that, though, I gotta say, you know, I I made fun of the, uh, you know, the being a big fight. You get a little depth into the character of a uh, of One Punch Man after that, saying how. Uh, He's he's contemplating, you know, he's been doing this. Has he made a difference at all? He, he's beaten these people. But it doesn't seem like there's any less evil in the world. It doesn't feel like he's made a difference. And he feels like he's slowly feeling less and less emotion as time goes by. So you're getting a little bit into the, into the mind of One Punch Man. It's kind of interesting in a way because you think about it like... Um, this guy is like, he's only a hero because he wants to have fun. But every superhero with the way things go, you would think that every hero would go through a thing of, are they really making a difference? Because think about it, like how many times has Batman defeated the Joker? How many times has uh, Superman be like Luthor? I think also what makes it like even better with One Punch Man is it shows that, but it also shows that the, like the unbelievable power he has and like he constantly is doing so much good because he finishes the fight so fast and then just can continue to do it. How it shows like how quickly with him constantly just steamrolling all every single threat to appear. And it still goes through. It's like, oh, there's still monsters every day. And like it just they don't stop. How am I supposed to how do I feel like I'm doing making a difference for the people? You know, I think it's a really good like way to show like emotion for every character that has it's a superhero and like at the end of his soliloquy he runs into this another villain who's like this naked half man half car (laughs) i don't even know what the deal with this was he took out this guy in like record time he was barely on screen for for 30 seconds doesn't he bother him while he's he's trying to pet a cat yes he's petting a cat you're in my way. And then Saitama is just, he's fed up and just instantly destroys him. And then you can see all the pieces like hanging from people's clotheslines and stuff. Now, uh, he goes back to his apartment, um, which surprisingly, uh, the city has any building standing (laughs) that this guy could have an apartment in. And he talks about how it's a hobby and all. (laughs) I guess the one gripe I had, which I'm going to get into more is, uh, he says I was doing it for fun and a hobby, but, he seems miserable. He doesn't seem to be having any fun the entire episode. Um, that's kind of throughout most of the series is and until he gets to the fights where like he actually has competition. 
he doesn't really have fun with the fights. But it could be that's the problem, is he thought it would be fun being a superhero. Who wouldn't think it would be fun to be a superhero, but then being one and fantasizing about being one are two completely different things. Yeah, I think he was just, for, I think at least for the, sh- the show, most of his motivation is just seeking the thrill of having like a an intense fight, like a constantly risking your life for the, the greater good. But just where he's so powerful, he just can't attain that. And he's attacked by this really weird looking monster that kind of has like, it looks like it has multiple mouths and it's actually uh, attacks him. Is actually giving competition, makes him bleed at one point during the fight. One punch man actually says how oh, this is exhilarating. This is an actual fight. And, I just um, want to comment on like how good this was animated. Like the whole fight scene was just, well, it looks so good. Yeah, this is because uh, it's not only this monster, there's a whole bunch of them. And I got to say, yeah, this is specifically the scene I was talking about the more where I thought the animation on this fight was was way better than a lot of the animation I see. And it really was a lot more unique. It just really was well animated. Yeah. Um, it's not like JoJo's where JoJo's doesn't really have like intense fight scenes because like the power system. But this is just it's where it's like fist fighting. It just. It flows together so well, and I just love it. Yeah, sometimes with anime, it's the, uh, it's the, it feels like the camera's moving, but this one actually, it felt like there was more organic, organic movement in the animation. Honestly, what I think if that definitely, I love that. I think if we do do next episode, I think we should do Jujutsu Kaisen because uh-huh. the, the flow of the fighting in that anime and just the animation in like total. It's so good. Like it is, it was animated just so meticulously each fight scene. And it just, it feels great just to watch and experience. Just, it's amazing. Listen to this guy. We haven't even finished the episode. He's already booking the next one. (laughs) I can't, I can't help it. Okay. You got me talking about it. So he fights these monsters. You find out that they're subterranean uh, beings. They call themselves uh, the true earthlings. And their civilization is overpopulated, so they're going to eradicate uh, the people on the surface to make room for themselves. At one point, uh, he calls them mole men, which they did. That did not make them happy. They, that was uh, very offensive to them. <laughs> I didn't know Saitama was a racist against the uh, people <laughs> of the underground. <laughs> There's a big fight, a lot more destruction, but uh, he is like exhilarated. Like he even comments, this is a real fight. This is basically, you know, the reason he became one punch man in the first place. He gets to this like boss level subterranean king. Uh, And right before that fight, though, he kind of wakes up like the whole thing didn't really happen. Like it was all a dream. Yeah, his alarm goes off, and then he just smashes it. It goes straight <laughs> through his floor. But then after that, he finds the subterraneans. They're real, but they aren't anywhere near as impressive as they were in his dreams. Yeah, they're like these little tiny monsters that he's just... I don't even... I don't... I can't remember right off the top of my head. Does he actually hit them, or does it cut away? No, when he goes to fight them, that's like the last shot is they like wave a white flag, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. They go back <laughs> underground and just leave the flag up for him. And he's like actually like really disappointed. Like, like that's all there is. Yeah. 
And then that was the end. You got the end credits, which I almost turned off. And I'm like, well, this seems like it's ending. You know, when you watch something on streaming, they always have the how much time. I'm like, well, these got to be long credits or there's something else. And sure enough, very MCU-like, there was a uh, post-credit scene. Oh, yeah. Where uh, there's this big farm where all the animals are, like, decaying and their flesh is coming off. And you see this very menacing yellow-eyed individual in the midst of it staring off into the city. I'm going to assume this is the main bad guy of One Punch Man. Um, I can't say that it's the main bad guy because there's not really a main bad guy for this season. So I won't really say anything about that. Next season, in season two, the main bad guy gets set up. And then we haven't gotten to season three yet. So, And there you have it, folks. One Punch Man, the strongest man. Well, we covered a lot of things we liked about it, but I got to say, like we just talked about just a few minutes ago, animation, top notch. Not only was it just good, but I, I really stood out to me like a lot different than a lot of the anime I've seen where it seemed a lot more organically flowing and like better fight scenes than I've seen in a lot. The <laughs> combo of just, if <laughs> if you've never seen anime, I couldn't imagine the reaction some people would have to the ridiculousness of this <laughs> cartoon between the crab man in his underwear and, and the biceps king and... <laughs> And and this literal one one punch. I think all anime definitely gives you it gives people like a good a good type of bizarre. Everything in anime is kind of out there, and it's it's really nice. It's really enjoyable and a kind of a break from more serious media. Definitely a good job of uh of uh despite the fact they jammed a lot into an episode, it didn't seem overcrowded or anything lost in the shuffle, and it's a good setup to me for a premise of a show of. This guy's looking for a challenge in a world where as ridiculously menacing as these challenges would be in another comic universe, they seem like nothing to this guy. They seem like, you know, some punk knocking over a 7-Eleven. Yeah. I, de- I definitely enjoy that a lot about the this series. It definitely, it bounces like intense fight scenes with, with characters and just the comedy of Saitama. And it ends on a good cliffhanger note of, uh, you know, you, you, you've got something to, you got a menace to look forward to if something's, you don't know exactly what's going on, but you, it seems like this would be a threat. But on that note, we're going to jump over to the uh, spectrometer. Anyone new to the show, spectrometer, we rank what we just saw. Zero spectros being absolute garbage. Four spectros doesn't get any better than that. How, Alex, are you going to rank One Punch Man, the strongest man? If I was going to give it like purely based on on just the fun factor, I'd give it a four. But where I kind of like a little bit more story, I have to give it a three because I think they sh- I where the manga only doesn't really set up Saitama, but where one volume has more than four chapters. If they gave Saitama a little bit more and they extended the episode instead of just fights, I think it would be a four. But for me, it's just a three. You know what? I've uh, Of the three animes I've done, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Sailor Moon, One Punch Man, this I enjoyed the most of the three. Uh, might be because this is more of a superhero-based thing and I'm a sucker for superheroes. So I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to rank it three and a half. I, I thought it was really good. Uh, the only points I'll take off for it at all is that 
you, it is almost just a big fight for 20 minutes. Like you don't get a lot, you get very little in the backstory, which, you know, I'm sure they probably will make up for later. Uh, but I have to judge it based on the one episode. So I'm going three and a half. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Not perfection, but pretty darn solid. Makes me want to watch more of it. It makes me wonder after these three episodes I've done, why I'm actually not watching more anime because I've enjoyed all three things I've reviewed on here on the multiverse. Honestly, if I definitely do recommend watching more of, of one punch Man. at first, I'm, it's kind of, it's not really super connected, but it gets really good. Well, what did you think out there? Uh, did you like it less than we did? Uh, you couldn't have liked it too much more. We almost gave it a perfect review. Uh, if you liked it less, that's okay though. We can't take that away from you. And uh, we don't judge here in the multiverse. I would like to hear your two cents on uh, if you didn't like it, let me know. Go to my social media. You can find me at Matt Spectra on Twitter. Follow me while you're there. Facebook, you can find me at Matt Spectra through the multiverse and follow me there as well and give us your two cents. Normally, I mean, I know the answer to this, um, but I always ask that if a child in 2022 came across One Punch Man, would they like it? I'm going to say yes because it seems like kids' anime is very popular right now. Oh, yeah. Anime is super popular, and I feel like this one, it could capture, like, most age groups from, like, even, like, a toddler can enjoy this just because, like, it's so much action and it's just so, like, it's just so much so fast that you can get super, it just really just captured in, like, the tidal wave of everything that's going on. Yeah, I think it's uh, crazy, but uh, I think it's crazy enough that a little kid could like it because they don't really have to follow a lot, but at the same time, as an adult or an older child, like a teenager, like yourself, they're going to enjoy it as well. Yeah. But as always, what did you think out there? I always want your opinion. Give us uh, your two cents of what you thought about One Punch Man, the strongest man. Alex, again, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Of course, anytime. And uh, since, uh, why don't you remind the folks, since you've already, you've already booked, we don't have a date yet. I never, uh, I never give hard dates from when my guests return, but you're definitely going to return. And what are we going to be reviewing when you return? Jujutsu Kaisen. All right. Great show. And uh, my final note on One Punch Man, what do you think is better, the anime or the manga? I think it kind of depends on what you want. If you want more like the action, definitely watch the anime because obviously it's animated and everything's just flowing nicely. But if you're more in, in it for like the comedy and just the visu visual comedy, definitely read the manga because I think the artists can capture like some of more of the outrageous faces that the characters make during like the episodes and everything much better. That's just my opinion. All right. Thank you again. And uh, give us your opinion as well. Go to my social media. Or you can go to Alex's uh, social media and you can give him your two cents. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, I don't remember. Honestly, I can't <laughs> remember. I don't look at my Twitter enough. Hold on. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Hold on. I'll look to it's, it's bad meme six. All right, man. You're fast for a guy. Guy doesn't know his Twitter. He found it a... Uh, even quicker I than I did. Open. You DM me. I, had a, I left it open. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. If uh, you could uh, go to my social media, follow me, give me your opinion, give me your thoughts on uh, episodes or guests you'd like to see. If you're a comic fan or you're a podcaster and you'd like to be on the show, hit me up. If you could also uh, smash the subscribe button on my podcast, I really appreciate it. Get the word out, share it. I'd like that very much as well. Alex, again, thanks for joining us. I want to thank everyone else out there for joining us as well. And we'll see you again next time on another episode 
of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Excelsior!